0: They say this cat brother Craig is a bad brother. But I'm talking about hatchet. The really real deal with brother Craig, the hatchet man, every Saturday.
1: Who is the hatchet man? Where is the hatchet man? Who is this hatchet man and where can we find him? Okay, okay. Brother
2: Craig is the hatchet man and you can find him at WNTW 823.
0: The Really Real Deal with Brother Craig, the Hatchet Man, on 820 AM WNTW.
1: Now, no more water, you guys. Well, well, well. Hello there, Richmond. Hello, Virginia. Hello, America. It is that time again, folks. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live. The Big Dog for talk radio on the Big Dog radio program. And, folks, we're going to talk about a true big dog uh, today, of course, the late, great uh, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., uh, this is uh, Dr. King Weekend, and um, I wrote I wrote an article uh, last year, uh, and, and, and and in that article, what I did was I I kind of con- converged two anniversaries in one. Okay, and um, wow, where is that article here? But anyway, it was um the the title was When Anniversaries Collide. And it's it's about uh, Emile Zola and Martin Luther King Jr. And if you go to our new website, thereallyrealdeal.com, the, the article is there. Okay, we, we've reposted the article. And, uh, and then you can also find the article at the Virginia Christian Alliance. Uh, uh, many of you know I am uh, the school choice advocate there at, the, uh, at, at VCA. But anyway... Uh, I want to revisit this article here as we uh celebrate the uh birth of the late great dr martin luther king uh jr and by the way uh coming up at our ten thirty hour uh his niece uh dr alveda uh king is is going to join us and dr dr King uh like her uncle she is uh, also an evangelist and she works an awful lot with uh extending civil rights to the to the unborn. Those living in their mother's wombs have not yet been born. Uh, She wants to extend civil rights to them. Uh, And and of course, the usual suspects don't want them to have civil rights. The usual suspects, uh, you know, i.e. the Democrat Party, uh, these were the same people that told uh, Dr. King in the 60s that uh, blacks could not have civil rights. These are the same people uh, that told uh, Abraham Lincoln, you know, how dare you think you can come down here and and free our slaves? You know, don't you realize they're our property? I mean, these are these are the same people that wanted to stay with uh, King George and uh, and did not want even to extend freedom to to Americans. I mean, this it's the same type of mentality, which basically says that human beings, they don't have any rights from God. Their rights are whatever the people in power say they are. And that meant that, okay, King George is in power. So King George defines the parameters and the extent of your power. Four generations later, you know, slavery, which is a worldwide institution, and you all who've been longtime listeners, you've been hearing me say this forever and a day, that slavery was not a black-white issue, okay? It's not white folks picking on black folks because there have been times in history, folks, and many, and I think I'm the only guy that says this, the only guy in media, and I'm getting accustomed to being the only guy that says X, Y, Z, you fill in the blank, okay? But there have been times in history when black men have had white slaves. And so... I mean, the word "slave" is it has a Slavic root. If you go to Slovenia, that's where you would go to get a slave, okay? Because these are Slavic people. Slovenia, Slavic, slave. Okay, the word "slave" does not have an African root unless you get into the Arabic language, because where the Arabs would go to get their slaves would be uh, in the in the uh, sub-Saharan Africa, and so. But where the um, the blacks that were north of the Sahara, the uh, the the Barbary pirates, where they would go to get their slaves, would be Europe. Okay, so let's just put that to rest. You know, it's it's kind of ridiculous. I had um, I posted this um, a little preview of today's uh, talk with you on my Facebook page, and some. Uh, you know, young white male, uh, maybe, you know, look, judging by his picture, he looked college age, 20, 21, 22, uh, and, and I, um, I, I'm going to read to you here. Welcome, well, no, that's today's, but the one, let, let me pull up the one that I wrote. I just want to read it to you with precision just to show you how, um, how sometimes people can just get things, uh, they can move so fast and they can, uh, oh, Facebook is moving a little slow here. Okay, here it is. Last year for MLK day, I wrote an article that is now on my new website here. okay? On tomorrow's radio broadcast, we will discuss this article as Dr. MLK, as well as Dr. MLK's letter from a Birmingham jail. As a Christian conservative, I feel like I'm sometimes in sort of a jail. We will also discuss Trump. Now, this guy sends me an answer get over it. You know, this, you know, and and he he thinks I'm going to come on and attack white people. Why is that? And the guy did not read the article. He did not listen. It was like a little six-minute snippet that I did on Facebook yesterday. The guy did not listen to it. He just saw it and he typed. So what's going on in America where people just automatically, how can you pigeonhole the hatchet man along with poverty pimps and pulpit pimps? You, the only way you can pigeonhole me is that you literally are a racist. You're saying, okay, this guy has brown skin and he's going to talk about Martin Luther King. Therefore, uh, ergo, it must mean that he's going to bash white people. You know, I don't bash white people. I don't bash black people. I bash sin, idiocy, short-sightedness. The, you know, this is this is what I bash. I don't bash individuals. Now, if it just so happens that the, you know, and it's that old biblical saying, love the sinner, hate the sin, okay? And so, and maybe I don't say this often enough, but because I'm very, very vociferous in my um, articulating what I believe uh, God has put on my heart to share with you in right thinking, OK, and now I'm, I'm not the government. I'm just a guy on the radio. So I, they, I have no governmental force behind what I say. Uh, you, you could very well say it's just one man's opinion. And in a sense, it is. But it is, hopefully you will uh, agree with me. It is a very, very informed opinion because God has put in front of me many, many people that I've been blessed by, you know, literally interviewing hundreds of people In the ten years that we've been doing this radio broadcast, so with you know, it's it's just it's it's amazing that this this great man, Doctor King, um, you know, all that he did for the entire nation. He he was not a uh, a a Christian warrior for black people against white people. Doctor Martin Luther King was a Christian warrior for this nation, and at the time, it just so happens that blacks were uh, trying to rise up and trying to eliminate some of the last few impediments that had been cemented in place with the power of government, which is what Democrats do. This, this is what they do. They use government as a weapon. And so the things we see today with the uh, Democrat Party having weaponized The FBI, they have weaponized our national security apparatus. They have weaponized our judiciary. They have weaponized immigration. Yes, they have. They have weaponized immigration. They're using immigration, the law, the rules that they, Teddy Kennedy, a guy that killed a woman in Chappaquiddick and then became senator uh, one year later. One year later, he's 29 years old. He killed Mary Jo Kopechny killed her and people are whining about what donald trump says and so kennedy and the democrats put this into the immigration rule because they could read demographics they're like hey we you know blacks are rising up and getting more prosperous the you know the uh poor whites are rising up and getting more prosperous people are getting more educated wow as people get more educated and more prosperous they need us less they vote democrat less you know we stole, you know, and it's Kennedy reason, you know, my brother stole the election from Nixon. We can't steal elections forever. You know, we have to do something about the demographics. You know, we need poor people. And so and this is what Trump is saying, that, you know, why don't people come here from Norway or from uh, developed areas? Well, for one thing, uh, Mr. President— <laughs> they don't have a real reason to come here if their country is just as developed as ours. I mean, it's, it's kind of, uh, you know, it's kind of common sense there. But um, the beautiful thing of immigration in years past was that people left nations, they truly were hell holes, but they wanted to be an American. And what, and the beauty of civil rights leaders of the era of the late great Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was they again they really wanted to be a part of America. Now sure you had, you know, the Nation of Islam, the Black Panthers, you know, you you had these separate just like today you have Black Lives Matter. So, yeah, you you had some that wanted to, you know, do a kind of a, a takeover whether it's violent or nonviolent, but they they did not want to be a part of America. But by and large, most wanted to be Americans. Most wanted to spread Christian love, and certainly that's the case of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. But anyway, that's my intro to the program. We're going to take our first break, folks, and uh, and when we come back, we're going to get into, I'm going to get into a little bit of, um, I think we'll do, uh, we'll do my um, we'll do my article first that I wrote. Then we're gonna get into this famous letter or uh, that Dr. King wrote, "Letter from a Birmingham Jail." We will be right back.
3: Feeling my way through the darkness, guided by a beating heart. I can't tell where the journey will end, but I know where to start.
1: Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition, have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and god-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at salvationarmyusa.org, military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at sowwcharity.com, Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at vachristian.org, and saltandlightcouncil.org and there's also churches and others many many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work so we support not only our own group thefirstamendmentinc.com which keeps us on the air but the main thing for you the listener is to give give somewhere, give generously and give often and give in the measure that God has given to you thank you Virginia
3: Live will pass me by if
1: I don't open up my eyes. So well, that's fine by me So wake me up welcome back to the program, Virginia.: Your friendly neighborhood Hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog radio program, the really real deal. And uh, celebrating a Dr. Martin Luther King uh, weekend here. Coming up at the bottom of the hour we have as our guest will be joining us uh, would be uh, Dr. King's niece, uh, evangelist. Dr. Alveda King, and um, and yeah, and you just heard the giving ad, and so we we do uh, want to reiterate that, um, you know, for some strange reason, this program, uh, while the listeners seem to like it, it's a, it's a bit tough slogging to get um, advertisers, and so uh, to be able to have donors uh, to help uh, Mrs. Hatchett and I uh, finance this effort uh here at uh sharing uh godly truth uh with our audience uh we would greatly appreciate that so if you guys would just go to our website the really real deal.com uh brand new website and um and you know maybe uh click that donate button okay for those of you who are givers and I know in this audience there are some uh that are already are givers you 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 already have that heart you you give your tithe or you give something uh, to your church, you you give to this group, to that group. Uh, we don't want to replace the people that you're currently giving to, uh, but we would like to be uh, considered uh, to be a part of that rotation uh, where, you, where you do your giving. So Now, if you'd like to call in, the number is 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. Now, back to the article i wrote uh and this was last year when anniversaries collide dr martin luther king and emile zola and um now this this weekend uh this this marks the 89th anniversary of the birth of dr king uh january 15th and it also marks the 120th anniversary of the famous letter, "Jacques" that was written by an influential French writer. And of course, his name was Emile Zola. It was published in a uh, French newspaper, La Ore, on January 13th, 1898. He wrote to the, uh, it was an open letter that he wrote to the president of France. And it was titled, Jacqueuse, which is French for I accuse. And, he was accused, and again, this was dealing with racism, just like a lot of the stuff in America today, folks. You know, And I'm straying a bit from the letter. I'm not going to just read it word for word, but I, I hope many of you would uh, pull it up and, and read the actual letter. Uh, and, and again, it's at my website, thereallyrealdeal.com. But basically, he accused the president of uh, anti-Semitism for charging and convicting French Army officer Alfred Dreyfus they called it the Dreyfus affair and uh, they the charge was espionage <laughs> and it was uh, and the, and, the and, and it was a life sentence on Devil's Island which was a South American penal colony okay uh Devil's Island folks okay now I I I take that saying jaccuse and I I use it all the time. And ever since this letter was published, it's really come to symbolize uh, a type of outrage against the powerful, even in nations where French is not the predominant language. People would <laughs> say Jacques. So these poverty pimp politicians, these pulpit pimp preachers. This weekend, you are going to hear them. And this, and this was the issue that the young the young man that wrote on my Facebook post. You know, but he jumped the gun. He just assumed that I was going to do the same thing a lot of these guys are going to do. And these are people that, that the positions they take 365 days a year have nothing to do with freedom, nothing. They have to do with power and money for Democrat leaders at the expense of the, 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 the mass population. But they're going to wax eloquent all weekend long of how they love Dr. Martin Luther King and so i j'accuse each and every one of them and i'm going to i'm going to leave it to you folks to if you if you care to listen to some of these people to actually determine whether or not this is an individual that has a true heart for the message of dr king or are they merely, are they pimping this great man for their own personal benefit the way Barack Hussein Obama always did. I mean, Obama, how many years did Obama not even bother to show up at the uh, NAACP national meeting? I think in eight years he went to one, the, his, the, la- his, the last one when he was in office. For eight, for eight years, he didn't even show up, okay? Black unemployment, up. Black education, down. Black crime, up. Black murder, up. Black home ownership down. Okay, black fatherlessness up. Black net worth down. Eight years, eight years. But every January 15th, Obama and all the usual suspects, they come out and they do. They talk about Dr. King in a positive light. No, they spend their speech. Bad mouthing Republicans, bad mouthing white people bad mouthing those that create jobs and opportunity i.e. capitalists. And so this is why i say jacques because it sickens me to have to listen to this from people that i know that they are insincere. And i'm going to tell you who it is that's living the spirit of Dr. King. It's republicans, it's christians, It's And, and, you know, you might get mad at me, but primarily it's those in leadership. It's white people. It's white people. They are, for the most part, on the Republican side, are over racism. Now, the white people on the Democrat side, all they talk about is racism. That's all they talk about. They take every little thing and twist it. There's nothing you can say where they won't call you a racist and say you hate somebody. Take when George Bush flew into um, Louisiana with the, uh, the floods of Katrina, okay? Flew the airplane around to get a panoramic view of how widespread everything was. And so they say, oh, he's a racist. He hates black people. He didn't fly straight in. Now, had he done the opposite, had he flown straight in, what would they have said? Oh, he's a racist. He hates black people. Why didn't he take the time to fly around and get a panoramic view to see how bad it was? So it's, you, you have to take what these people say, and you're going to hear a lot of it this weekend. And a lot of you are just going to tune it out, but I'm preparing you. <laughs> And, uh, but listen, we're going to take a break. Uh, this, this is a fascinating article. I know it's odd for me to say that about my own article. But anyway, when we come back from the bottom of the hour break, we're going to have as our guest, and this is the seventh or eighth time we've had her, uh, Dr. Alveda C. King. We will be right back. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, brother Craig. And uh, oh, I love that song, uh, "Crazy." That's a that's a funny song. Okay, you got a lot of folks out here. They don't they know too much. Okay, <laughs> and folks, I was like that in, at one point in my life. So that's why I can laugh and I can talk about it. Okay, <laughs> you know. Anyway. Uh welcome back to the program. Your friendly neighborhood Hatchet man. Unfortunately, folks, uh we are unable to reach uh uh Evangelist um Alvita King right now. We're going to we we are going to keep trying and I you know, I I know she's in very very high demand this weekend. We did have a confirmation and uh we've been so blessed to be able to interview this very fine lady. So many Times over the years, uh, I think for the entire ten years that I've been doing this program, I think we've been interviewing her for ten years. I think in our very first year we interviewed her, and uh, but hopefully we'll uh, we'll be able to connect and uh, and and get her on and and so she can share some of the things she's doing. As I was saying earlier, uh, one of her big things is civil rights uh, for the unborn. Uh, she's director of civil rights for the unborn at priests for life, and um, so anyway, um, you know, and it's interesting that it's it's always people on our side of the aisle, and again, uh, not only is uh, Dr. King's niece, Alveda King, a, a Republican, her uncle, her father, her grandfather, okay, Daddy King, uh, Reverend A.D. King, uh, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., all of them folks, Republicans, it, it's, it's no accident folks that the Republican Party is the party of freedom, okay? That that's no accident. I mean, you can go all the way back to the first modern president of the uh Democrat Party, Andrew Jackson, you know, the the great things he did uh as as a tough president, old Hickory to save New Orleans from the British the War of 1812. Uh you know, I acknowledge that, okay? But when when Democrats lodge this perpetual, constant, unceasing lobby of attacks on Republicans, that somehow we are the party of racism, okay, in the the entire history, okay, it was the, um, the 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 forerunner of the Republican Party were the Whigs, okay, and the Whigs were opposed to the resettlement of native native born. Americans from their ancestral homelands uh, on the East Coast uh, to areas west of the Mississippi. But, you know, this is a policy that the Democrat Party pushed. Again, this was the very first president of the modern Democrat Party. Now, the very first president of the modern Republican Party, Abraham Lincoln, and I know the Civil War, you know, I'm, I'm a history buff. I know the Civil War was about more than slavery, but it became about slavery, okay? It became about slavery. It started out, it was about money and, um, and and taxation and, you know, a few other things, but you you cannot take slavery out of the equation, okay? And it slavery was always a part of the equation, and then it became the dominant part of the equation. Slavery did. And so you have the same thing uh, all the time all right you have the republican party on the side of this idea that the founding fathers put in that our freedom is a gift from god and you have the democrat party saying no your freedom is whatever the people in power say it is so again king george says your freedom is limited all right and uh, uh, President Jackson says, "You know, freedom is limited." All right, the slave-holding South says, "Oh, we're going to expand freedom, but not for these black folks." Okay, um, you you come up to the Civil Rights Era. Republicans, Martin Luther King, you know, all these people. Oh, we're going to expand freedom. And now you come up to uh, the uh, the the issue of uh, is the unborn person a person entitled to freedom? Well, Dr. Alveda C. King is the director of civil rights, so we, we, on our side of the aisle, want to expand freedom again, folks. Okay, and we expanded it. It went from the king to the nobles to landowners to all males to all males and females to people of all races and so now the next logical leap for freedom is to include people who so far their life has been spent in the womb of their mother. We want to give them civil rights also. And we're going to welcome Mark from Chester. Mark, what's on your mind today, brother? And and, and you guys be patient. We got a new man, Scott, on the board, uh, working the board and the phones today. So, we, you know, we might have a, a little snafu, but you hang in there, Scott. And, uh, and, Mark, you call back. And uh, anyone else that would like to call in today, 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. But, but anyway, it, you know, and so, and, 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 and again, look at the way presidents are treated, okay? What's Trump doing? I right, mean, Trump says what? That, you know, there are some countries here that are hell holes, uh, uh, he's alleged to have said that. Okay, uh, he's alleged to have said that. Now he says he used tough language, but he didn't say the words that were attributed to him, which were actually they attributed something to him that's worse than hellhole, which I'm I'm not going to repeat. I'll say hellhole. I won't repeat what the accusation was, but it was it, they accuse him of using language worse than that. And but folks, there's you're talking about a group of men. Uh, you know, talking to one another off the record. I mean, have, have any of these, I mean, I wish we could just play that song, I Feel Pretty, Oh So Pretty. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, <laughs> I forget the name of the movie, but uh, every time one of these neoliberal Democrats that want to pretend to be the friend of the little guy comes on, everything they're about is antithetical to the interests of the little guy first of all, the only way the little guy is going to be a big guy is to grow a set of onions, all right? Rule number one of life, no one is going to make you the big dog. If you want to be the big dog, you got to find the biggest dog, and you got to take it from him, okay? You got to take it. I don't care if that's in politics. I don't care if that's in the jungle, you know? The old lion, he has 10 female lions, and all the young lions, nobody else has a female. Okay. And if some young lion, he's got his eyes on those females and he's licking his lips. Yeah, you know, old Susie the Lion, she's looking back at me, but you know, the big dog lion, he got all the women. You know, I think I'm gonna take, I think I'm gonna take one. No, you got to take them all. You got to take the big lion out. You got to grow a set of onions. What do Democrats do? Everything that teaches young men how to be real men they attack the family the church you know capitalism the ability to to uh rear your family in in dignity without the uh without the charitable aid of your fellow citizens everything they attack okay even manly banter in a locker room in a barber shop i mean for crying out loud this is men being men okay and If if there are any ladies out there that want to call up here and contend with me to say, well, you know, Hatchet Man, I think, you know, you're giving men a little bit too much uh, leeway here. You know, you wouldn't say that at 3 a.m. if you heard uh, broken glass, you know, downstairs. You, You would want your husband to have a set of onions. You would want your husband to put himself between you and the intruder and you would not want your husband to say well uh my fair friend across the aisle there uh, what dost thou desire no you you want the man to rock and roll okay so come on now let's let's get over it with this this is manhood radio this is grown folks radio and okay and um we have we have uh our guest is on the line with us now uh evangelist Dr. Alveda King and and Dr. King how are you ma'am?
2: I'm doing fine
1: how are you? I am better than I deserve ma'am but you know I will take that every day of the week. (laughs) <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry
2: I missed your call initially, well, but we're here now. I just have a few minutes, if you'll forgive me for that.
1: That's just fine, ma'am. As I was sharing with the audience, you've been so uh, kind to visit with us. I've been on the air for ten years, and I think the first time I interviewed you was ten years ago, and uh, we've had you on seven or eight times over the over the past decade. And so, just thank you so much for. Uh, being able to come on our program and share your wisdom with our audience.
2: Okay, well thank you. How can I answer you today?
1: Well, you know, it's uh it's a Dr. King weekend and we're talking about uh <laughs> you know leaders who are onion toters and uh and, and leaders who are toting a set of blueberries, okay? And your wow, your goodness. your late uncle, your father A.D. King, your grandfather you know, your, 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 your dad and your uncle were called the Sons of Thunder. And uh, so the King family legacy is one of speaking truth to those in power and uh, without apology. And, and so, you know, there are many. Uh, and I remember as a young man growing up, I was told uh, by the more radical elements in the black community that uh, Dr. King was soft and but as i grew as a man and actually read the words of dr king cuz i'm i'm not old enough to know you know from that era itself so i i had to read it and listen to speeches and you know i've been reading the letter from a birmingham jail uh for the last week and um you know and and, and i'm going to kind of break that down and apply that to what's happening in today's world but um You know, uh, I think what's needed in America, and I'm not just saying black America, but what's needed is manliness among men. So could you share a little bit of the insights that you have picked up of of, of manliness in the face of a total assault on everything male? If you will let me do that, I think to answer that,
2: I grew up in a family where we had patriarchs and matriarchs, the matriarchs, that's the women, submitted to the authority of Jesus under the leadership of the men not not and the headship is a good word, but they understood that they all had to submit to God, and so I grew up respecting my daddy, Rev. A D. King, my grandfather, daddy King, my uncle m l and our our patriarch Isaac Ferris, senior. The husband of Christine King Ferris just passed away on the 30th of December, and we buried him on oh, uh, first that. Saturday in this year. So understanding God's way and God's authority, which does not punish us, it blesses us. And so I want to encourage even, uh, I just bought my granddaughter some little shirts that say girl power. And we want to respect that, but we want to respect God's design for family. So I think if, as we are speaking to the men, be encouraged, take your authority. It's a God-given authority, and I'll let the Lord bless you and guide you yeah. in those ways, and, and not that's what misuse my uncle it.
4: Did. Yeah. Don't
2: you don't misuse it. And I was just saying. That, uh, you know, we, we do want to marry one man to one woman and we want to Amen. get pregnant after that, not have sex until then and raise these children. And that's that God didn't design that to punish us, mm-hmm.
5: but to bless
2: us. So these are the kinds of things that I would share. Uh, my uncle had a very special play, prayer when he married a couple. And it may be out there. You can Google the prayer that he used when he did those marriage ceremonies. And that might bless the men as well. I want to apologize. I really can't stay on with you a long time today. It's I know you're busy this today. weekend,
1: but you're so kind to to call in for these few minutes. And uh, now if you'd like to get one last word in, we were talking about the expansion of freedom over the years uh, to go from uh, landowners to, to uh, male and female and then to black and now you are trying to expand civil rights a step further to the unborn, and so civil just
2: rights for the unborn. And that's—I had two abortions myself and a miscarriage when I was young, without this understanding. So I want to encourage all of us to go ahead now and do it God's way, and Amen. not abort our and try to wait till we get married to have them, and then that would help us as well.
1: God bless so, you, um, Doctor King. yes sir it's so nice to have you and i know you got to go because you were in high demand this weekend thank you so much ma'am
2: all right and god bless
1: you okay thank you
2: Mm -hmm.
5: bye-bye
1: all right that that was just delightful folks look we're going to take our quarter to the hour break and i'm going to try to google that uh prayer that dr king did when he married a couple uh while we're in our commercial break we will be, and look, if you guys want to call in, 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. Listen
6: as your day unfolds, challenge what the future holds, try and keep your head up to the sky they may cause you tears Go ahead, release your fears Stand up and be counted Don't be ashamed to cry You gotta be You gotta be bad You gotta be bold You gotta be wiser You gotta be hard You gotta be tough You gotta be stronger
1: Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at salvationarmyusa.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at sowwcharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at vachristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others. Many, many, very worthy groups out here the program Virginia your friendly neighborhood hatchet man brother Craig as we listen to a little bit of Michael Jackson there the man in the mirror and that's what it's all about folks and uh you know we can complain about this one and that one but until we get our life together it's uh it it all goes for naught and uh but that that was so nice of uh Dr. King to to call back in in as busy a schedule as I'm sure she has with uh interviews all over the place uh this entire weekend but uh you know, and I was able to pull the wedding prayer up that Dr. King uh, would pray over couples, and I would like to pray that prayer over our audience. And again, this is you know, as I've been saying that there's this been this relentless attack on manhood, and I wrote an article over a year before the election, saying that uh, the reason that I felt Donald Trump was favored to uh, not only beat all 17 of the um, his re- Republican opponents, but he would just really literally destroy Hillary Clinton. And this, even though I started out as a Ted Cruz supporter now, and uh, and I was hoping Ted would grow a set of onions big enough, but, uh, you know, Ted was un- unable to do that. And so I predicted that it would be— uh, Donald Trump, Ted Cruz, and Ben Carson in that order. That Trump would win it, uh Cruz would be second and uh Ben Carson would be third. And that's what happened. I knew that it was not going to be one of these low-fat Republicans as as they uh walk up to the podium with their little set of blueberries and their 59-page policy position. Okay? Uh 59 point uh I mean it's just, you know, it's 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 maddening. Okay? That these people have not yet, in this age of communication, they have not yet learned how to communicate, how to connect with an audience. And Trump knows how to do that. And Trump, you know, he's rough around the edges, I know, okay? And I cringe sometimes. Uh, but I would rather have a man be have too much testosterone in that particular office rather than not enough testosterone, okay? And so now, of course— the Democrats feel the same way. But when it's our turn to have our guy in that seat, then all of a sudden they want our guy to be a blueberry toter. No no testosterone, okay? But it's okay for their guy to have testosterone, okay? It's okay for Barack Obama to say, um, you know, you Republicans need to sit in the back of the bus, okay? Okay. It's okay for Barack Obama to to say these things. And so this is it's literally an attack on manhood for everyone except the leadership of the Democrat Party, because they see themselves as being the ruling class and you and I, we are supposed to be their serfs. And so this is wh- one of the reasons why one of the major themes that I have uh, throughout my years in radio broadcasting is, uh, you know, and why I play um, uh, Man's World by James Brown and Man in the Mirror by Michael Jackson. You know, it's, it's to let you all know, and I, even when uh, these re- Republicans run for office, I try to let them know, listen, and I've been telling these guys this for years and years and years now. I didn't just start saying this when Trump came along. I'm, I'm on the record of being like this for many, many years. I was really, literally, I was Trump before Trump was Trump, okay? But just hopefully with a little more discretion. But I've been trying to tell these guys it's okay if you just open your Bible and read it, it really is okay for you to be manly and for you to show righteous indign- indignation at your opponents. It's okay to do that, okay? It doesn't mean you're not a Christian because you don't speak in a soft tone and that, and no one gets their feathers ruffled, okay? That's the enemy trying to make you not be like King David, trying to make you to not be like the prophet Nehemiah, trying to make you not be like Samuel or Samson. This is the enemy that who does not want you you know my wife and I went to see the darkest hour last night Winston Churchill and the king was opposed to Churchill initially and he had a um, he had a moment of clarity when he came to Churchill and this was like close to the end of the movie and he said he said to him you know um and he was afraid of Churchill himself and he said well, I'm really, I'm no longer afraid of you. I think I understand. And he said, I'm going to tell you why I want you, because Air Hitler is afraid of you. See, this is what it's about, folks. The opponent has to be afraid of you. And so your opponent can't be afraid of you if you allow the opponent to dictate to you how you're going to speak. Okay, and again, when men are around being men, that's, that's one thing. But as you heard from uh, Dr. King in, in her very elegant way of putting it, in her own family, the women submitted themselves to the men because they knew the men had submitted themselves to the authority of God and they were not misusing that authority. And I think this is what Dr. King was trying to get across. And in this prayer that he prayed over every couple that he married, okay, I'm going to read it to you. And, And here it is, the wedding prayer of the late Martin Luther King, Jr. Oh, God, our gracious heavenly Father, who art the originator of all life, whose presence brings happiness to every condition, whose favor sweetens every relation, we beseech thy blessings upon these thy servants as they embark upon the great sea of matrimony. Grant that the ship of their marriage will be well anchored and guided by the proper compass so that they will be able to emerge successfully into the great harbor of peace, happiness, and oneness. Give them a deep awareness of the sacredness of this venture. In an age when so many men and women would make marriage a mere perfunctory act with no divine and sacred value, when myriad Hollywood would arise to make of marriage a mere seasonable plaything which must occur at least four or five times in a lifetime, in an age, help them to realize that marriage is a man's greatest prerogative, for it is in and through it that thou hast given man the privilege to aid thee in thy creative activity. Help them to see the primacy of love in this venture. Grant that they will realize that without this marriage, they, they can be dropped into the abyss of meaninglessness, where each person will experience the bleakness of nagging despair, But with marriage, they can be lifted to the radiant level of life's most exciting venture. And I'm sure he closed that prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. And so we're going to take our top of the hour news break, folks. And we will be right back. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog Radio Program. And uh, we want to say welcome and thank you for staying with us. And uh, we're going to be talking about, uh, we had a great first hour, I thought. It was so nice to have Dr. Alveda King uh, join us. Uh, it was short, but it was, you know, it was insightful. She she made the most of the short time she had. And, um, you know, we have uh, Martin Luther King to talk about, Donald Trump to talk about. Um, I would like to even uh, throw a little bit of Robert E. Lee in the mix. You know, I think it's a crying shame that the uh, it, it used to be a, a holiday uh, to celebrate uh, Lee Jackson and King, and and of course the uh, the modern civil rights leaders that have taken over leadership from you know men like Martin Luther King who did you know I mean obviously they did the heavy lifting, okay. Uh, you and I, we are so blessed. We live in a country uh, where, you know, we we get to reap the fruit of the very, very difficult labor of our forebears, and and I don't mean just in the sense of uh, blacks who fought for civil rights. I mean all the advances that this great country has made, and uh, there's a reason why people come from want to leave hellhole countries and they want to come here. They're not trying to go to China or Russia, you know, unless they live in North Korea, of course. <laughs> North Korea is such a hellhole that even China is a move up. Even Russia <laughs> is a move up. But for um, for anyone other than someone living in North Korea, okay, and Trump gave a great speech, by the way, at the DMZ in South Korea where he laid out the differences— that 50 years have made where uh, both North and South Korea were dirt, dirt poor, and that they both, they chose a different path after, uh, at the end of World War II. And uh, South Korea came the route of freedom, um, re- representative, Republican government, capitalism, uh, free press, uh, education, uh, and, and of course, North Korea went the route of uh, thugocracy, OK, they went the route of uh, China. They went the route of Russia. Uh, they went the route of Cuba. And. Um, and you and, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. If you ever needed an experiment to say, OK, two people start off there, they're basically the same country cut in half. So they're starting at the exact identical spot. And let's run this experiment and see what type of results do we get, okay? I mean, it's almost like saying Republicans and Democrats, okay? Because the North would be the Democrat Party, which is uh, top-down, you know, the elite people tell everyone else what to do. And the Republicans would be South Korea. And uh, and so, but Trump spelled the difference out and made it plain so even a fool could not err. But, of course, uh, the media, they did not publicize that speech. They just didn't do it. And so, uh, but anyway, there's, you know, there's, there are these, these differences. And so the, this holiday, this is an opportunity to highlight differences, okay, and and have a rational discussion about it. And I invite you, not only your listenership, but I invite your participation, okay, 804 804- 454 is the number, 804-454-1366. And we um when 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 you look at um men like um Robert E. Lee, uh who, who truly was a great American, who truly was not a racist, but you know, he's from the he's from the Civil War era and he fought on the wrong side. And so you 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 get up to the people that inherited the mantle from uh, Martin Luther King's era of leadership, and so they what they do they look at the surface. Oh, um, Robert E. Lee was a Confederate, ergo he must be bad. Okay, and that's that's like saying um, all white people are evil or all black people are evil, you know, or like the Nation of Islam says, white people are the devil. Period. Okay, and they say black the black man is God. They literally say that. Okay, one is the God, one is the devil, and it's just it's painted with a broad brush. In spite of all the race mixing, they have no answer for that. But you know, the 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 root of the word prejudice is to prejudge which is something that I try to never, ever do on this program. I feel a heavy responsibility to, to sit behind, well, I'm, I'm standing now, <laughs> to stand. Actually, in the last, uh, I guess, the last two or three months, I've been standing rather than sitting. So to stand behind this microphone and uh, deliver to you um, truth. And, uh, you know, and that saying that I've had for 10 years, the truth is my hatchet. I bring it and I sling it. I, I take that very seriously. I try to do things with a little bit of levity, a little bit of humor, keep your interest. But there's a, there's a seriousness there's a, th- behind it. There's a lot of studiousness behind it. And, um, you know, and I try to gather my facts and be accurate. And, uh, and of course, I welcome criticism. And uh, we, uh, you know, every now and then we might get a little bit, but we, you know, I, we tend to not get a whole lot. And so now I don't know if that means my critics aren't listening or my arguments are so strong that they <laughs> don't think they can pre- prevail. You know, I don't know, but, uh, you know, we welcome participation. We welcome comments, uh, pro and con, uh, you know, I, you know, on occasion I'm going to get it wrong or miss something. And, uh, from time to time, you know, I, I get excellent ideas from people to say, well, check this out or check that out. Um, you know, like, uh, Dr. King just, just told me, you know, why don't you Google the, uh, the marriage prayer that my uncle did over every couple that he married. And I thought that that was a beautiful prayer. And, you know, and that's really, um, that's, those are the things that life is about, you know, um, and that goes. That prayer went deep. And these uh, phony civil rights leaders that are going to be uh, trying to co-opt the birth of Martin Luther King over the coming weekend—people that they—they don't—they don't talk any. There's no freedom that they—they don't—they don't believe like we in the Christian conservative constitutional capitalistic coalition believe that the greatest. Minority is the individual they don't they don 't even believe in individualism they believe in the leadership has the power and if you 're not in leadership um, you you need to do what we say do and so this idea of conservatism that I espouse that we're trying to conserve the fact that God gave us our freedom, which dr. King uh, taught that in spades he he, he talked about the um, the um, Declaration of Independence being a promissory note and that he was here to cash the check, okay? And now uh, pro-life people like his niece, Dr. King, and and pro-life people like me, you know, we're, we're wanting to cash that check too on behalf of the unborn. We're expanding freedom. And the Democrats are doing what Democrats always do. They're denying freedom. And so... And one of the ways that they deny freedom is uh, you know, they alter history. And they'll take a a good man and make him seem like a bad man. And this is what they've done. Unfortunately, this is what they have done. And they have succeeded greatly in the eyes of many with people like Robert E. Lee. And uh, now I know they've not done that with with everyone. There are many, many people out here that know the truth of uh, Robert E. Lee. And uh, but I mean, I just heard a news report that uh, in Petersburg, which is, you know, as the flow, as the, what, the flow cries, as the, as the the crow flies, (laughs) as the, as the crow flies, uh, Petersburg is, uh, what, 15 miles from here, okay? And talk about a hellhole, Petersburg is a hellhole, it's a hellhole city, okay? And they have so many issues to deal with, so many issues. And I just heard the news report on this station, it just played, that an anonymous donor donated $20,000 to the Petersburg school system, okay? Not for computers, not for teacher salaries, all right? Not for sanitation, not to make sure the heat works, (laughs) <laughs> they donated $20,000 to help the Petersburg school system, one of the worst school systems in the entire state of Virginia, okay? And indeed, I would say in the in the entire nation, they have to be like in the bottom 20, bottom 25, one of the worst in the nation, Petersburg. $20,000, an anonymous donor, donor wants Petersburg to be able to change the name of three of their schools, one named after Robert E. Lee, one named after A.P. Hill, and I'm not sure, I didn't quite catch the third name. It, it doesn't matter, really, but the simple fact of the matter is uh, if they wanted to prove that they are fair brokers of information, which is what you should care about, okay, you should care Whether someone is giving you a pro or con on a particular issue, if you are a a fair-minded broker, if you are interested in truth, okay, really, if you're interested in truth, if you want to be on the right side of issues and not just decide that you've preordained that is in your financial interest, which is quite often what people do, and You should be interested in, is this person that's giving me this information, is this person a fair broker of information? And I've been laying this challenge out for 10 years, for the 10 years I've been on the air. And I've never had a person call or write or say, you know, that guy, the hatchet man, you know, he, he, he might be entertaining, but... I tell you, he's so biased. I've never, never had that because I'm fair. As much as I despise Barack Obama, I was fair to Barack Obama, okay? I've invited Democrats to come on this program. Uh, The only one that, well, yeah, one came, and he was running against Dave Brat, and I can't remember his name. Only one that came. Terry McAuliffe came. Many, many years ago, before he was governor, uh, you know, once he got big, he wouldn't come back, okay? (laughs) And uh, because I'm not going to call him Terry McGenius the way one of my fellow hosts does, okay? I'm going to tell you the truth about Terry McAuliffe. And I'm the only news analyst in the state of Virginia, the only one that has spoken the truth about Terry McAuliffe, the only one, okay? Okay. And when he runs, not if he runs, when he runs for president, again, in all likelihood, I'll be the only one. OK, I'll be. The, and, and I really don't get what it is about Republicans where they cannot defend our positions adequately. I just that I'll never get. OK, I know that we have a wide variety we, you know, some are toting onions. Some say they're toting onions, but when you hear them open their mouth, you say, oh, yeah, okay, they're onions, but they're baby pearls, okay? Because everyone wants to pretend to be an onion toter, you know, since I uh, since I have made onion toting a popular thing to say, <laughs> okay, everybody's toting a set of onions, but you check them out, folks. <laughs> we, <laughs> I'm not talking about baby pearls, okay? I'm, I'm talking about showing off spiritual testosterone manliness you know and a, a true ability to speak truth to power okay to say you know as as Peter wrote wherefore gird up the loins of your mind and and, and, and this is this is the way I bring it you know biblical truth gird up the loins of of your mind. That means get ready because it's coming, okay? And it's not hyperbole. It's certainly not uh, a misinformed opinion. It's actual fact. It's hard. It's rooted in analysis with a historical view of human nature and the way uh, politics and the social structure really and truly works, not the way I wish it would work, okay? And so, you know, when we have these holidays, it's just, it's an opportunity, you know, just like, you know, this, this, this holiday, we're celebrating the birth of Martin Luther King. We're celebrating the birth of um, Robert E. Lee. It's an opportunity to analyze the lives of great men in their era, which would inform us of how we should comport ourselves in our era. Okay. And now... I'm a little long on this segment. We're going to take a break. The number, if you'd like to call, 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366.
3: Feeling my way through the darkness, guided by a beating heart. I can't tell where the journey will end, but I know where to start.
1: Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at salvationarmyusa.org, military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at sowcharity.com, Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at vachristian.org, and saltandlightcouncil.org. And there's also churches and others many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, the First thefirstamendmentinc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often, and give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. A little bit of Desiree there. You got to be bad. You got to be bold. You got to be wise. And uh, that's a dangerous combination, by the way. <laughs> bad, bold, and wise. <laughs> and uh, and again, the number here, 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. And, uh, you know, I want to get back to uh, <clears throat> the uh the article that I wrote last year, and again, you can pull this article up yourself for your own reading later. Uh, it's at our website, thereallyrealdeal.com, and it's titled uh, When Anniversaries Collide, Dr. Martin Luther King and Emile Zola. And as I was sharing you with you in the first hour when I first uh, began uh, speaking about this letter, that Emile Zola, for those of you just joining us, uh, he wrote uh, the letter Jacques uh back in 1898 and where he accused the French president of anti-Semitism in falsely convicting uh, Alfred Dreyfus of espionage, uh, which would send him to Devil's Island, the infamous penal colony in South America. And uh, so what I do is I basically, I Jacques these people that are waxing eloquent all this weekend. Uh, You're going to see Jesse Jackson. You're going to see Al Sharpton. You might see Louis Farrakhan. I don't know. Um, You're going to see all these people uh, speaking uh, eloquently about uh, Dr. Martin Luther King. And, you know, Dr. King was a a fair-minded man. Dr. King was a man rooted in faith, in Christian faith. Okay? Dr. King... was a you know he wasn't a very political person but his he he and his family they were republicans i mean we we just have to simply acknowledge the truth of the matter okay and when a lot of blacks began to switch from the republican party to the democrat party okay because remember now it was the party of lincoln and so 99.9% of blacks were voting republican and it and it didn't the trickle towards the democrats didn't even begin until uh, Franklin uh, Delano Roosevelt uh, started going to, uh, you know, various black leaders, so-called black leaders, and uh, inquiring, you know, what can we do to uh, get blacks to switch over and, and vote Democrat? And so the um, all the uh, programs of, of putting money here and there, which really made the Great Depression in America, last 12 years, when the worldwide depression that was the precursor to the Great Depression in America, worldwide the depression lasted three years. Okay, and uh, you, and if you want more uh, evidence that government intervention doesn't work, if you just look more closely at Canada and America, the Canadian you you, you the Canadian recession again it was three years. The American recession or depression, rather, the Canadian Depression, three years, the American Depression, 12 years. This stuff never works because it's like it can be likened to your uh, the water level is low in your swimming pool. You go to one end of the swimming pool with a bucket, and you walk to the other end of the swimming pool, and you dump the same water in. And it actually makes it worse because... While you're walking from one end of the pool to the other, there are holes in the bucket, and so you, you dip a gallon and you pour half a gallon back in. And so, and the way it works economically is not that the, the water or the money falls on the ground. The money falls through the holes into the pockets of those administering the programs. And this is really what it's designed to do. It's designed to really enrich the people that claim to have your interest at heart and but they say with their lips we're doing this to help you okay and so but this is the only way they can get access to government money they can't just say hey I'm here to rob the place they have to say I'm here to help people and so you are going to have an opportunity to listen to people speak over this weekend and you're going to have the opportunity to decide for yourself okay Based on what I know of this person's life, are they sincere or do they really love the message? We all love Dr. King, but do they love the message of Dr. King? Self-sufficiency, self-respect, marriage before sex and children, Christian brother helping Christian brother without regard to the color of one's skin judging people by character and not color. Do or do they really, do they exemplify that 365 days a year, or do they just talk about it today? Okay? And so we're going to take our bottom-of-the-hour news break, and we'll get into it a little bit more on the other side, folks.
6: Listen as your day unfolds. Challenge what the future holds. Try and keep your head up to the sky they may cause you tears Go ahead, release your fears Stand up and be counted Don't be ashamed to cry You gotta be You gotta be bad You gotta be bold You gotta be wiser You gotta be hard You gotta be tough You gotta be stronger
1: Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog Radio program, The Really Real Deal. And we invite you to check our new website out, folks, thereallyrealdeal.com. Uh, we, uh, we think we've put a pretty good one together. And, uh, hey, and if you out there are looking for uh, someone to build you a great website, uh, I would tell you, folks, you could not go wrong uh, with Erica Holland. Uh, she built our site and uh, EricaHolland.com. Uh, that's Erica with a K only. E R I K A H O L L E N. EricaHolland.com. Check her website out. Uh, check our website out. TheReallyRealDeal.com. And let her know your friendly neighborhood hatchet man told you uh, to come and do a little business with her. But uh, we would love to uh, have your participation here in our final 30 minutes of today's program. Uh, we did have um, uh, a caller earlier to, I don't know if we dropped out or if they had to go. 804 454 1366. 804 454 1366. And, um, you know, the. Um, the uh, the, the article here that I wrote when anniversaries uh, collide, where I'm I'm not gonna read, uh, you know, I have a hard time sometimes just reading something, okay, but uh, but primarily the primary gist of it. But do uh, for those of you who like this type of thing, do go to the website and read the article in its entirety. It's not it's not that long, but uh, you know, but basically, uh, you know, I I, I say Jacques to these fake uh, people that uh, are going to be waxing eloquent. And, you know, and a lot of these same people, they're attacking Trump over nothing. And, you know, the, these folks, they, they really don't care about truth or what might work. You know, they're very much unlike, very unlike Martin Luther King, you know. And I've been reading lately Martin Luther King's letter from a Birmingham jail. And, uh, and it, you know, and he talked in that letter uh, you know, he was talking to his followers, he was talking to uh, those in the black community that were not followers, and he was talking to those uh, in the white community. And again, I can, I can use these terms, you know, black, white, you know, I don't, you know, I don't get down like that in modern times, but we're talking about the 1960s, okay? And so this is the way it was. And so I'm speaking from a historical perspective. You had white Christians that, uh, you know, he expressed, uh, Martin Luther King King expressed a great deal of frustration with Christian pastors who would not use biblical truth, uh, you know, and just, you know, let the truth fall where it may. Because the biblical truth of the matter was on side of freedom, okay? Galatians. No Jew, no Gentile, no bond, no free, no male, no, no female, all are of one blood through Christ Jesus. I mean, it's just, it's as plain as the nose on your face. And so he, he said that he understood the, uh, you know, the Lester Maddoxes of the world, but he did not understand those who professed to be his Christian brothers, and particularly fellow Christian pastors, how could they sit silently? But folks, nothing has changed. I say that today, okay? How and and look and like Dr. King was saying it to, to white pastors. I'm saying it to all pastors. I don't care if you're a Federal Reserve green, okay? It does not matter. You can be black, white, Hispanic. If you are calling yourself a minister of the Word of God and you're not. Speaking the word of God to people, then uh, you have a harvest that you're going to reap, and it's going to be a bitter harvest, okay? And so, and we all know that there are plenty out there. We are, you know, I refer to them all the time, not just on MLK Day, okay? I refer to them all the time as Reverend Chickenfoot. And I, you know, and I'm poking a little fun, but it actually is worse than that. It's worse than Reverend Chickenfoot, who's just some self-centered guy who wants to have access to all the females that he can get and, uh, and money, uh, you know, a a, a Cadillac, Rolls Royce, Mercedes, whatever. Okay. Some of them, even an airplane. Okay. Yeah, that's right. You, you have, you have quite a few preachers that have airplanes. Okay. And so, but poor congregations, I know one preacher has a storefront church has a Mercedes Benz and a Rolls Royce in a storefront. Front church. You hear me? A storefront church in the poor part of the East End of Richmond. And I'm not gonna call his name. A storefront church. Rolls-Royce Mercedes-Benz, a poor, poor congregation. Poor and ignorant. Okay? And so, you know, I think um, one, you know, a lot of a lot of pastors talk about. Uh, when they have an anniversary, and I've, you know, been, you know, I've been a churchgoer most of my life, so quite often I'll be at at a, um, you know, a celebration of a, a particular pastor's um, anniversary. I remember, uh, and again, I'm not going to call this guy's name, all right, uh, although this was not a storefront church. This was a nice, huge church. Church at the time, I was the um, communications director for a congressional candidate, Winsome Sears. She was running in the third congressional district against Bobby Scott, and uh, and Bobby's almost unbeatable in in that district because folks vote based on skin color, and you know, even though the Democrat Party modern positions well the democrat party historical positions okay nothing about the democrat party benefits blacks nothing okay all they ever did was got out in front of the parade that was created by the republicans and took it over then the republicans didn't fight back because they want to think that this is my friend across the aisle okay and your friend across the aisle has been pimp slapping you behind for for decades and you, you're you're an idiotic Boy Scout, okay? You know, kind of like Jeff Sessions. You know, the, I mean, the, the guy couldn't talk his way out of a wet paper bag. It's, I mean, it, you know, I mean, nice guy, high integrity, but my goodness, you know, if if he were, I mean, he's an old guy, but if he was a young man, uh, able, you know, able-bodied and, and could fight, all right, and, you know, and there are two men, uh, you know, and, 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 and one of these men has to go fight a bad guy to save you, particularly you ladies out there, to save you or, or your child from danger, you wouldn't send Jeff Sessions. You, you, you wouldn't send him, okay? You know, and if the man, you know, and they, you know, we don't want him to fist fight. He's, he's, a, he's an older man, but we want him to use his brain, his heart, his soul, and we want him to fight the spiritual fight. And, you know, and Hillary Clinton is not in a pink jumpsuit. Or is that orange? Okay, well, whatever it is, it it, it should be two sizes too small. (laughs) Couldn't you see her in a jail cell two sizes too small with a cigarette dangling from her lips, Hillary? (laughs) But, see, that'll only be a joke that I crack on the radio. It'll never be reality with, with these nice guy Republicans. It'll just never happen, folks. But... This is the type of thing that, you know, we have to start uh, talking about uh, how can we induce these people to bring a set of onions to the battle? How can we do it? And so, you know, other than do what I do, goad them, uh, you know, articulate what I think is going wrong, shine light on it. You know, other than that, I don't know what to do. I'm very even handed in how I do it. You know, I you know when I talk about Democrats, I, I tell you all I'm not talking about you, Ma and Pa Democrat. When I talk about Republicans, I you know it's the same thing. I'm not talking about you, Ma and Pa Republican. But the uh, go ahead and just put the caller right through, uh, Scott. What what's what's on your mind, caller? Y- your own live caller.
7: Okay, uh, this is a uh, good history lesson. Thank you. For the, body, for the body of Christ and Christendom.
1: Amen. Uh, page, I appreciate page, that.
7: Page one of Eric Metaxas' book on Martin Luther, page one of the New York Times bestseller, yes, Luther, by Eric Metaxas. Page one has the uh, story of how Martin Luther King Jr.,
1: no, it son. was Martin Luther King Sr. in the story you're telling.
7: But he changed his son's
1: name. Well, he he changed yeah. his he changed his own name first. Yes, that's right. Yeah, he changed that's his right. name and his son's name. And Martin, that's yeah, right. Martin Luther King Jr. uh didn't change his birth certificate until he was 30 years old, but they started calling him and he did it in degrees. It was you know Martin then Martin Luther You know, it was kind of neat. He was so—this is the degree of him being impressed with uh, Martin Luther walking uh, up to the Catholic Church and nailing to the door of the church 99 demands to, 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 to the people that were big and bad. You talk about speaking truth to power and seeing this is where this inspired Martin Luther King, Sr., who then inspired Martin Luther King, Jr., You are so right, Mike. I I appreciate that, brother.
7: Yes, and Eric Metaxas thought that was such a powerful statement that he uses that on page one to begin uh, the biography of Martin Luther. Oh, okay. it is an it is a powerful powerful yeah thing.
4: and we, we're
1: working on getting Eric Metaxas on the program we you know he's been a busy uh, guy but we'll get him and I'll you know I'll be sure and publicize well, it so you can listen I, in. I,
7: I, 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 I w- wanted to just share this because so many Christians do not understand the nexus between the dissenters' movement, the body of Christ, mm-hmm. the priesthood of all believers.
1: Amen. And
7: the fight that has gone on since the beginning of time between those that would stand between man and his God.
1: Amen. And, um, and you part, know, that's what conservatism of, is all about. We are conserving the idea that our rights come from God, not from our fellow man.
7: That's right. That's yeah. right. So Thank you so much for the work you're doing there, and uh, encourage your leaders to, uh, listeners and, uh, to look at the page one of the bi- biography of Martin Luther by Eric Metaxas. And I'll do that. To see their connection with history.
1: Okay, I'll do that. And now you go to my website now, thereallyrealdeal.com, and check out the article. uh um, when 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 anniversaries collide Dr. King and right. Emil Zola, God I bless you not. brother,
7: thank you, God bless you all
1: Bye-bye. right all right, and now we're going to welcome Mike from Richmond mike what's on your mind, brother?
0: great show as usual, hatchet ma'am. Thank you you know there were two people that really disappointed my wife and myself. Colin Powell, if he had been running for president, we would have voted for him. We thought was um, great. I'm I in so much agreement how that man turned on us.
1: I'm in so much agreement. He truly revealed his character when he endorsed when he endorsed Barack Obama. Now, him having brown skin like Obama, he neither he nor Obama could choose their brown skin. But he and McCain chose to be soldiers right and so he could not endorse his fellow soldier which he made a choice of a lifestyle of service so which just tells me okay maybe it wasn't service maybe it was self interest
0: huh. well and and uh, uh, yeah and then the other one is uh uh Oh, me now. See, I've lost my train of thought. I'm right. sorry. I jumped uh, in. obsessions. And... obsessions. Ja- oh, uh, you know, yeah. I, before all this stuff started coming up, before, right after he recused himself, I told my wife, this man does not have fire in his belly. Mm-mm. He's not the man for this job. He is now, not. The only way he can redeem himself in my eyes, and it's not going to happen, he should rescind his recusal and Thank shut you. down this crap of an investigation that is garbage.
1: Thank you. Yeah, he and should. He should. Thank
0: you for letting me say that and, and listen, uh, like I say, great show. Can, and I know you'll continue giving us great shows. And I will continue to listen. You take care, and I hope uh, the rest of your year is great, too.
1: Thank you, Mike. God right. bless you, brother. All right. All right. Well, we're a little late taking our final break, folks. We're going to take that break now. The number, if you'd like to call, 804-454-1366, 804 454
3: So that's fine by me So wake me up
1: Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig. Man's World Radio. Grown Folks Radio. Our final segment here. Final uh, eight or nine minutes or so. Uh, 804-454-1366 is the number. We probably have time for one more phone call. 804-454-1366. Well, it's been a great program here. And, uh, you know, and, and I love it when we have uh, any holiday, which is uh, short for Holy Day, uh it's always a, a great opportunity uh when you examine the lives of of great people. And uh, you know, I talked about a, a, a lot about Dr. King. I didn't say a whole lot about uh Robert E. Lee. Uh and I, I just I think it's a travesty. You know, I think Robert E. Lee was a great man. He was a man of his time. Um, you know, there was a story I shared one time about how Um, and I forget the name, I think it was Stonewall Jackson, which was uh, the younger man was trying to tell the older man, you know, how to uh, be better at winning battles based on new technology, which was in those days it was uh, a new type of rifle that could shoot further, which changed how you had to strategize. But being that Robert E. Lee was, you know, literally a military hero, okay? Uh, I think in the Mexican-American War and in uh, other uh, wars and battles, he, he was literally, uh, you know, and I might be off on, you know, some of the, 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 um, the facts surrounding this. I'm not a Robert E. Lee scholar, uh, but, you know, I'm just saying that, uh, you know, he was a, a, a complete man. He was a human man. He, had, he made mistakes, and there are mistakes he didn't make. Now, one of the mistakes he made was he did not listen to to his younger uh, general who was giving him good information. Now, one of the things that's attributed to him as a mistake that he did not make was that the man never bought a slave in his life. And there's a story that's told about um, Robert E. Lee that after the Civil War was over— uh, right here in Richmond, up on Church Hill, St. John's Church, there was a, a black man in the church praying, and the war had just concluded. And there was, uh, you know, this black man was the only black man in the church. There were, you know, whites were there, and uh, Robert E. Lee walked in, and they were looking to him as a leader for how should they react to the presence of this black man in church where Robert E. Lee's response was to walk over to the man, kneel down beside the man, and pray with him. That's all you need to know about Robert E. Lee. That sums it up, folks. And so for these people that, you know, some joker sent $20,000 to the city of Petersburg to take the name Robert E. Lee off of a school, what the heck are you going to do? Put Jesse Jackson up there? Are you people crazy? And we're going to, oh, my friend Larry Manning, you know, I'm so glad you called, Larry. I was about
4: to lose it, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sure. Brother Brother Craig, sometimes you just need to let go and let God so lose it. Please lose (laughs) it. (laughs) What's on your mind, brother? I just wanted to say Happy New Year to you, sir. Keep on keeping on. And I think you need to get into some, Good rap music, so play Edwin Starr's War. I want to hear you sing with him on that. I think you really <laughs> knock it there. Well, um, I don't know because,
1: see, I, 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 I disagree with the premise of the song. We say, What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. War is, is a good tool when you're fighting evil and oppression because if you don't wage war, the, uh, the enemy's not going to live in peace. They're just going to take you over. So I'm a warrior. So I just, you know, it was a kind of a cool song with a nice beat, but, you know, like so many rap songs, that nice beat, you know, I tend to think about the words, what is being said. We, even like this stuff with Trump, you know, they don't like his manner, but what is the man saying? Did, did he say anything wrong, Larry? Did he
4: lie? They like to call him a liar. Are there hellhole countries? Well, Brother Craig... I hate to say this, but you got to lay it on the line. If my relatives had had such a good life from their countries they came from, they would never have left it. So I think somewhere along the line, every country has amen um, has been a uh, hellhole. Well, I mean, Brother <laughs> Craig, I, Brother Craig I, have, I have some Irish blood in me, and if you look at Ireland in the 60s and 70s and early 80s, they had people blowing up each each other left and right over there. So yes, you know that's yes. you and know, then some you, places. Yeah, and Ireland, you go back. It to almost look like Lebanon. You yeah,
1: know? yeah. I I recall that. And then you go further back, the potato famine, and when the Irish came over, and a lot of dangerous work, uh, an Irishman would do it because a person would not want his slave to do it because he had to buy the slave, and he said, "Well, oh hell, if that if that thousand pound bale of hay or bale of cotton breaks loose." and the Irishman gets killed, it doesn't cost me anything, so, you know, let him get down at the bottom and let my slave be up here at the top. I mean, things like that, you know, and the signs they used to have that were said, no dogs, blacks, or Irishmen need to apply. And, you know, and people forget that, Larry. You know you know all kinds of people have been mistreated and as I said I don't know if you heard it earlier in the program Larry but I talked about how blacks in Africa had white slaves from Slovenia and people don't know people don't know that okay so I mean it's just but listen brother I really appreciate it we're running down on the program and uh keep on listening have you been to our
4: new website yet? Not yet. I'm a little bit technologically challenged, Brother Craig, but I'll head there. Okay. The really real com. the
1: article I wrote last year about Martin Luther King and um, Emile Zola when, when anniversaries collide is up on on the site right now. But thank you for your thank listenership you, over the years, brother.
4: Well, I have a question for you. Didn't they make Martin Luther King's area down there a park in Atlanta? I'm
1: not sure. It's been so long since I visited Atlanta. Um, I, I, matter of fact, the last time I visited Atlanta was probably the last time I saw a basketball game, and Michael Jordan was playing in the playoffs. That tells you how long ago it's been.
4: How long has he been retired? Oh, <laughs> it's brother been, a, Craig. I I tell you, I, I the last time I followed basketball, Dr. J was with the Virginia squad. Oh well, you were even longer than me, brother. But yeah, I've given up on it. Yeah, it's like a thug. It's a
1: thug league. And so, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I I can't answer that one for you. But anyway, God bless you, brother. Well, all right, folks, uh, that's going to wrap up the program. And uh, we're going to leave you uh, with a little bit of Lee Greenwood here. Uh, Beautiful, beautiful song. And I'm in total agreement with it, as I would say uh, Martin Luther King or any of the immigrants that come here and they want to be an American, uh, you know, we're not opposed to uh, anyone like that. It's just these people that want to come here and stay segregated and take over and dominate us. Uh, That's not going to happen, folks. If I have anything to say about it, we're going to dominate you. And so listen to this song because I am so proud to be an American and, and I'm so proud to be a Christian conservative American. Uh, take this song into your hearts, folks, and we're going to see you right here next week. Uh, and don't forget, tomorrow we um, uh, have a 9 to 11 uh, best of programming. God bless you.
5: If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life. And I had to start again with just my children and my wife. I thank my lucky stars. To be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away And I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget the men who died Who gave that right to me And i From sea to shining sea, from Detroit down to Houston, and New York to LA, where there's pride in every American heart, and it's time we stand and say.